Hello and thank you for tuning in to Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Thursday, November 17th. Let's jump into today's top stories. The Athletics' Stuart Mandel reports live from the California Board of Regents meeting, which started with the announcement that the board will vote on UCLA's Big Ten membership on December 14th. During the meeting itself, UCLA Chancellor Jean Block explained the Bruins will spend roughly $10 million additional per year by moving to the Big Ten. Block also argues that were it not for the Big Ten cash infusion, UCLA would have to tighten its athletic budget, which, likely, would include cutting sports. Meanwhile, Cal Chancellor Carol Christ noted that she decries some of the recent changes in college sports, including pay-for-play, adding, the consolidation of conferences is not to the benefit of student-athletes, in particular women's and Olympic sports. Regent-slash-former board chair John Perez after the meeting remarked that this was a call that was made on the field, and now we're reviewing the call, seeing if there's some substantive reason why the call should be overturned. Regardless of whether they, UCLA, stay or go, regardless of whether Cal was impacted by the decision or not, what are our expectations for improvement of student-athlete experience everywhere? Those are the questions that are still actively there. Lead One delivered a letter to ADs and other executive leaders across the industry advocating for the implementation of a COO to oversee FBS, as well as a complementary governing board. NCAS VP for Basketball Dan Gavitt was identified as a model for the FBS COO role. As for the board's makeup, ESPN's Heather Dinich reports it would primarily be comprised of people with significant football knowledge and appointed by their conferences. There would also be a representative from the American Football Coaches Association, along with four independent directors, including at least two former student-athletes a combination of unbiased people and those who have a player's perspective, which the Knight Commission has separately been pushing for. The board would have authority for all rules except those connected to academics, financial aid and health and safety. No word on an exact timeline for further discussion or how such a move could be impacted by the hiring of a new NCAA president. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says the league is leaning heavily toward moving to a single football division, per CBS Sports Radio's Mark Ryan, who also notes the league will not adopt a four-team pod system. Multiple crises in recent years have prompted schools to shore up their mental health resources, however, the AP's Ralph Russo notes that only half of the 9,808 NCAA athletes who took the survey in late 2021 said they believe mental health is a priority to their athletics department. Among the athletes surveyed by the NCAA, 53% said they believe their coaches are taking mental health concerns seriously. Toledo AD Brian Blair says, All of us have a certain amount of responsibility to be able to be a resource to the student-athletes. San Jose State AD Jeff Konya notes that, We're in a better position now, as far as mental health resources and emphasis are concerned. But it's not foolproof and events like what happened here and what unfortunately happened at Virginia, those kinds of extreme cases are going to require really particular attention. Virginia Tech AD Whit Babcock covers several topics with the athletics bidder, including the future of football head coach Brent Pry, about whom Babcock explains, I guess what I would say to fans is I've had coaches in multiple sports shoot out like a rocket, I've had them come out mediocre, I've had them come out poorly. And the verdict on this decision is a year or years away. And it's just too early to tell. But absolutely I empathize with three years of mediocrity and then this. I'm sure the patience level is wearing thin. I like his plan on name, image and likeness. 
I like what they've done with the culture, and I know that's an overused word, but the people close to the program, it's evident. So that gives you enough of a foundation to go forward. Babcock also notes the decision to sign a 3-for-2 football series with Liberty is in large part a financial one. Bitter explains, the Hokies gross about $3 million for a home game, with operation costs of $1-1.2m, meaning a net of $1.80 to $2 million per game. But that's not accounting for the money it costs to bring a team in, and that price has been skyrocketing. Babcock said Virginia Tech has had trouble getting a one-off FBS opponent to come to Blacksburg for anything nearing even $1 million. Meanwhile, the Liberty contract calls for Virginia Tech to pay the Flames $500,000 for every trip they make to Blacksburg. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Thursday, November 17th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.